your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Tuesday. Is it Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM? A snowy Tuesday. In the studio with me is John Havlicek, not the Boston Celtic, the Lacrosse Education Association president in his eighth year. Is it eighth year? Because I just, I don't know if it flips, like maybe come next, you know, I think uh, maybe the next school year it'll flip. Uh, and you're a Spanish teacher at Central High School. Correct. I've uh, only been doing that a couple, like a quarter Decades. of a, I, I like to say a quarter of a century. Does that sound awful for you? Because no. that's the... No. Okay, better than so better than a couple of decades. Because that <laughs> yeah. which one sounds worse? Because that's the one I want to use to make you feel like older. Um, and you know, there's a a slew of things to talk about uh, when it comes to schools, and we can work COVID into this mess. We can work, uh, you know, we can work the job market into into what's sure. going on at schools. I think all that stuff uh, takes. But first, but most importantly. Did you shovel your driveway? Did you get that shovel? Did you have time after school and getting over here? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, we're off this week, so I was able to do some of the sidewalk, um, and then I had some other stuff I had to get done today and answer some emails and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we're off this week. So I like to I like to bring this up every time it snows if I can find it. Uh, lacrosse, just you, if you Google just lacrosse shoveling. Uh, and, and that's pretty much all you need to do. Failure to comply with Ordinance 40-8 will result in clearing of the sidewalk at a cost billed to the adjacent property owner at a rate of $250 per linear foot plus a $75 administration fee, additional citations charging the property owner, owner with violation of City Ordinance 40-8. Uh, maybe maybe issue and carry a fine of seventy five to a hundred dollars plus plus processing costs. <laughs> so there's a there's a processing cost for shoveling your driveway. Then there's a two fifty linear foot cost, and then there's a seventy five to a hundred dollar. I don't know why it's both. Uh, wouldn't the t- does the ticket determine how how much sidewalk you have? And then on top of the ticket, there's a processing fee for the ticket. I don't know if they're making you pay for the paper that you put on. Uh, do they slap the ticket on your on your screen door? Is that how that goes? I don't know. I've never had that happen. Um, but we're fortunate. You know, we have a snowblower, and a couple of our neighbors also do. Yeah. So we end up, like, uh, the last time it snowed, we did, like, three houses worth. Yeah. I, and I, somebody else helped us out today and stuff like that. So that's kind of nice. And you're off, so all the kids are home, so they can do all the shoveling. Yeah, so there's exactly. no, no snow day today. I feel like kids are probably a little bit disappointed because there's no snow day right. to get. Because they would, for sure, you would have off today. You would Today probably would have been off. Or yeah. tomorrow. Depending on you know when it starts yeah. and when it ends, yeah. And then I've talked to the superintendent at Lacrosse Schools about this, Aaron Engel. Uh, we you still give snow days because kids really at this point now we could go home and hey we're going to remote learn today, kids get online. Yeah, I think they still have a snow day built in just because that ends up being fairly chaotic if you're making that call at five a.m. you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little bit of the whole like tradition of the kid being able to have a snow day and stuff like that. Well, and in the end, we have more than enough minutes. Yeah, you know, because that's kind of the it's built into the, the system. Yeah, that's the the state metric is how many minutes of instruction, and we have well beyond what we need. Well, at the end of the year, then if you didn't make up all those snow, if you didn't use all them snow days, you get a couple of days off. You, uh, they, <laughs> that well, they would do be nice. Build right? one into the calendar. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, and then when there is a snow day, we can't have the, the kids remote learn or the children remote learn because 
they got to shovel the driveway because parents are going to work. I mean, the kids should in really be up before the parents go to work. Right. That's what kids do. They get the drive all shoveled so this the parents can just drive out to a nice clean or this is 1950. Right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I feel like uh, throughout the history, children have never done this. I don't think uh, voluntarily gotten out before your parents go to work because they have a snow day. Shovel the driveway so the parents can drive right out because parents don't get snow days. But I think uh, maybe we should have uh, national snow days like maybe, you know, we uh the, the stores in Alaska, we shut those down on snow. It's, you know, maybe, hey, Menard's getting out early today. It's a snow day. Like, we're going home early. And then, uh, you know, then people that are going to go to the store that day have to call ahead and be like, oh, they're closed today. Snow day. That's fine. I didn't need my lumber anyway. Well, maybe that's something you could suggest. I know. Could I like your it. platform if you run for office. Yeah, right. I, d- I don't know who's uh, the only people that are going to complain about that are the money, the people whose pockets are getting filled. And and then the only question, the other question would be is if you get a snow day as a worker, do you get paid? Is it part of like a paid sick day, so to speak? Do you get paid for the eight hours, even yeah. if you had to get off early? Uh, work it into the system. I, I don't know why Bernie Sanders isn't running on that. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Uh, some of the things that I want to get into here with you is obviously uh, this is a conversation we've had multiple times. You and you, and I, not we, but me and, and anyone else that I've had in here. I don't even know if we've had this conversation. Just the idea, and you brought this to my attention. I just totally blanked on it. The idea that we've had some school threats in the area, um, and they, I don't. They're not really related to what happened in Michigan with, uh, no. obviously, a school shooting. I don't know if they're, you know, they're not, re- they're not equal. But I, do, you, do you ever think they're related? The fact that, you know, maybe kids see what happened and, uh, you know, they're really, they're quite different what happens here in the area yeah. and what happened there. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they're like some kid seeing it or reading about it or hearing about it then thinking, oh, that, you know that's a good idea. I might do that myself. I don't think it's like that. Um, I think you have you have some you have some this the several problems coming together at once. Mm-hmm. You have if we're going to talk about the Michigan thing, um, you have some parents who were just absolutely not going to take responsibility for their own child in terms of now we're finding out that they purchased a weapon and they had text messages with the kid yeah, this is a ammunition this, and stuff like that this is a huge outlier what's this what is, happened in michigan with, well when you when you intertwine with the parents putting them that, all together it's yeah. an outlier but on an in, on a you know a, looking at each element each of those elements gets repeated all the time yeah and one i can tell you i can talk about um it, what it seems to be, what I've read, is that the school tried to send the, the child home. You know, that they had a meeting with the parents and said, you know, paraphrasing, you know, you need to take your kid home. Mm-hmm. And the parents said no and just wouldn't take the kid home. And we've had issues like that um, where, you know, two kids get into a fight or a kid just just blows up with a teacher or won't go to class or who, whatever it is. And we say, well, parents come get your kid. And the parents just say no. Mm. And so what do you do with that? And so, you know, again, that's only one element, but that's an element that I would suspect every district in the country has, has had this problem. Mm. And so what do you do with that kid? And, uh, you know, so then you start tying that to, we definitely have a, a stigmatization of mental health 
and we have a defunding of of healthcare. And I don't know if that was necessarily at play in this student in that shooting in Michigan with that that family. I have no idea what their socioeconomic status is, um, but that certainly then is a factor that that all of us can relate to, where we have kids, especially right now, who are in crisis, who who need help and aren't able to get it. And so when they can't get it, the wheels just keep on turning. And so then uh, we can't seem to get them out of the system to get the help and then back into the system in a more productive way, in a more healthy way. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. That's John Havlicek. He's the Lacrosse Education Association president. Um, a couple of other things I want to talk about is the, the potential of uh, Logan and Central consolidating into one high school um, and what that might look like. And, you know, you've been here a long time, so how you feel about that? Uh, the, Teachers walking out, teachers changing, uh, I guess, just careers, because if they're going to walk out from one school district, I don't know if it's going to be any better. It might be better in a different one, but just teachers changing careers. uh, And then on top of that, finding substitutes. You said that's been a problem. Uh, We could talk about uh, the masks. Always talk about masks and and just COVID in general that's happening in the schools and what lacrosse does. Um, and maybe, you know, we can get into, uh, you know, this is, I don't know if this has come up yet, but book banning, that's actually been an issue in the area. So uh, is it an issue in lacrosse? All right, we'll be back. we got to take one break. Brad, doing the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. John Havlicek's in here with me. He is the, i got to read it every time, John, because it's too long. I could, I could just say the teachers, so the, what, teachers union president, that's the one, L-E-A, Leah, he's the Leah uh, president. The Lacrosse Education Association president has been doing that for eight years. I wanna, I'm want i trying to turn the text line on, too, because I forgot to do that. Uh, so people could text in, 608-785-7914. Don't suggest you do it while trying to drive through the snow. I even had kind of a rough time with my uh, 25-year-old four-wheel drive truck i was just navigating the snow it is interesting because we're i don't know but back in the day when you you when you were 16 17 did we salt the bleep out of the road so that the, the roads are more yeah right and now and now i was like wow this is i've seen some pictures of other countries in the middle of a, you know like post snowstorm and i'm like wow their roads aren't like completely bone dry and you can see the cement and i'm like are they just more conscious of the environment over there? Because when we salt the roads, it gets into the, yeah, the water and, the, and then it destroys the environment. So it's like, I want to drive 75, but I also don't want like my water to be tainted and the wildlife to be all, you know, diseased because of the salt. And the... anyways, off on a tangent at 608-785-7914. All right. We were talking about, um, well, we were talking just the, we've had some school threats in the area. And if you want to call in, I'll get you on here in a minute. Um, we've Logan and Central. I think we, I have police reports from those two, so I was able to like read the reports and the and I, I feel like I'm not going to no. The Logan one was something where a couple of students you could I get from from the police report anyway. So from their perspective, they were watching the lunchroom on a, watching the camera of the lunchroom, and they were watching two students create a fake school threat on snapchat and it it was like it was like a minute by minute uh where you could see oh the students they're on their phones then they're showing each other then they're on the table laughing 
And then other students in the lunchroom are starting it's to go popping. and they're like, hey, you shared this on your story. You know, what is this? And it's, you know, it's I'm going to shoot up eight teacher or it was like eight students and two teachers after Thanksgiving. That was that threat. And you could just watch it unfold in about a six to seven minute period where it spread like a virus. I don't know if we want yeah. to bring that up. Um, and then the Logan incident was it was a student. Um, I think uh, he he was kind of he's kind of tech savvy. So, uh, you know, making a making a Google Doc and a school threat there uh, within the Google Doc and then it gets trashed. But then you read what he wrote in that Google Doc and you go to his house and the gun that he referenced is at the house. So there was actually a gun. But and then in Holman and Alaska, there was younger students. Those were the middle schools, younger students that that had some kind of school threat. And then Winona and Toma were like fake threats, I guess, is completely. I don't know how you even like where the Snapchat that they get is something that's going across the nation. And just that virus keeps spreading. Yeah. Uh, You know, it just keeps going because, uh, you know, until until because you can never kill once it's on the Internet, you can never kill it It because somebody's always going to screenshot it. Um, anyway, I'm talking a lot for explaining something that maybe people already know, but I think some people out there don't. Um, but what I've also I often said, what do you think, John? Is this is this a little bit of a students crying for help and in different avenues that we haven't had in the past? We have a lot of social media now that we haven't had in the last maybe maybe five years ago. It wasn't as prevalent. So this is a different way for students to kind of like, hey. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly the the ability for students to um, very quickly and very um, to great effect uh, act out. And so that gets magnified. Um, Whether that's a threat towards the school or school personnel or students or themselves, quite honestly. Um, So that's really a a very dangerous thing. It's a very tragic thing when kids do that. Um, And you have to take it seriously and you have to respond appropriately. Yeah, it's it's interesting too, and, and I don't. It, it, part of it is you're excusing the kid for doing something pretty serious that shuts down a school for a day. Yeah, and also like, hey, maybe it is a cry for help. But then all the media in the area, you know, like the two TV stations, sure. uh, us, the newspaper, and even beyond that, pick these stories up. And you know, one kid sees that and says, "Whoa, look at how much attention!" I don't know if the kids are, you know, looking at yeah. that way, but they they might see like, "Wow, look at all." my Snapchat friends or my TikTok friends that have picked up mm-hmm. this thing that my friend created and maybe I want to do that. So maybe, you know, there might be a, just this attention seeking thing where kids don't know right from wrong. So is it on the parents to just be like, Hey, don't do this. Well, you know, I think it, it's, again, it's a culmination of things, you know, or a combination of things. I think, I don't know that there's too much of the, the copycat kind of thing. Um, there's certainly, a little bit of the attention seeking just in general you know kids will do things you know the various tiktok challenges or whatever about uh vandalizing a bathroom in your school or something like that that some kids absolutely did it um it, i know that it happened at central i suspect it's happened in mm-hmm. uh, other buildings in all the districts around here and all the districts throughout the country really um that's fairly low level it's vandalism and it's frustrating and it's certainly uh, criminal in some respect in terms of whether it's a, a misdemeanor or a, a, the kid gets a ticket. That feels like senior prankish. Remember those? Like you always see bit. that on like Saved bit. by the Bell or something. Yeah, like yeah. Senior prank. So there's a little bit of that mentality and it's easier, but um, with the really serious ones, I don't know that 
I saw someone else do it really figures into it. But that's you know that's not my area either, right? Like I'm not a school psych or anything like that. Um, it's really too bad. And and you know to tie back to to the Michigan thing, when you have a very very serious thing coupled with access to a weapon or uh, unsafe storage of a weapon at home or you know two or three it, it what could be a very frustrating and annoying but fairly low level thing when it's combined with two or three other things all of a sudden escalates and now it's much much more serious and much much more tragic the number of times that i've talked about this on the show with different people um that one always gets forgotten hey weapon <laughs> like there's right there's a gun involved in some of these whether mm-hmm. whether it's the threat of a, of a gun or there's an actual yep. gun or somebody's used a gun you know like hey we got to fix kids mental health and that's fine but hey maybe we should fix the gun thing too yep. because the gun thing seems to be happening uh in more than just schools but like it just seems to ha- happen all over the place and and we're the only country that it really is happening this badly yeah i mean you know i know people that taught teach at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And and that should never happen. And the fact that it happens I don't want to say frequently exactly but regularly enough that there's another school shooting. The fact that we put the word another in front of that um, just it's dumbfounding. And other countries just they don't they don't ignore it. Like some people in our in our country do. Well, another school shooting, and then you're having. We had tornado drills when I was in school. Yeah, now we have. Sco- do you have school stu- like active? Yeah, how active often do you have those? Drills. Um, maybe once a year, but the staff have gone through training, and the training changes every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it and make the you fact itchy that we when do it is it's insane. The fact that we have to do that, yeah, is and. You know, a couple of years ago after Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, um, you know, I did a radio or, a, excuse me, a television interview, and we talked about it, and and a couple of people tagged me on Facebook and stuff, and I got a couple of emails about, you don't know what you're talking about, da 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 and it's too bad that you're the one that they're talking to, because you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you know what? I'm a teacher, and uh, this whole, like, in that case, it was a uh, like an AR-15 type of assault weapon. It's like, you know what? I go hunting, too. Never needed to shoot anything 15 times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that we've normalized this is is concerning. Yeah, the tornado, you, you're like, well, we shouldn't do tornado drills either because tornadoes never hit schools. Like, <laughs> right. nobody I mean, we would do a tornado say drill because it makes sense that there's nothing we can do to prevent a tornado. Right. Right? Well, we, have, have, we, have we not figured that out? I was reading some off, stuff that China is doing stuff with the weather. Where they are, no. I have not heard, okay. (laughs) I don't know if it was China, but I did read something where they were trying to manipulate the weather so it would rain more. I think that was Isaac Asimov. (laughs) Um, All right, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. That's John Havlicek, the Lacrosse Education Association president and Central High School Spanish teacher. We haven't even done our Spanish segment. That'll come up later. (laughs) We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. 7914 is the talk and text line. John Havlicek, former guard for the Boston Celtics, <laughs> now longtime Spanish teacher, not a former guard for the Celtics uh, because that guy is deceased. Uh, Lacrosse Education Association president as well, 26 years in as a Spanish teacher. Um, mm-hmm. 
how much has, has teaching Spanish changed in a quarter century? Um, you know, the way we deliver instruction, the end goal, well, so the way we've delivered instru- deliver instruction has improved. Okay, there's a good use of technology. There's a good use of some of the, the things that you can do. Um, the goal... Um, well, the goal is simple. You're just teaching. The kids well, need to well, the goals, learn Spanish. Yeah, but the goals have broadened. Okay. You know, um, in terms of, you know, well, in our department meeting um, a couple weeks ago now, uh, I brought up the topic of should we have an occupational Spanish class that would not be so much so heavy on how to conjugate a verb and some of those things and would be much more situational, much more spoken, mm-hmm. um, much more uh, memorized in terms of like, you know, if you're going to go work in healthcare. And you, we need somebody that speaks Spanish, you know, at a certain frontline healthcare worker, or an emergency response worker, or restaurant and hospitality types of folks, uh, maybe agriculture. That we need somebody who speaks Spanish because we have a bunch of other people that you're interacting with that speak Spanish as their first language. That might be a little bit different. I feel like my memories of Spanish class and. We don't get it, want to get into the failed a quarter and whatever. <laughs> it was like required to take. And I was just like, I don't know. I uh, wasn't into it as a senior in high school, but my memories there were mostly written, like how to write. And, yep. and it, it's probably more important to learn to talk, speak Spanish, right? And, and comprehend what's being spoken to you as opposed to yeah. being able to, you know, roll, uh, you know, spell proper word the words properly. It is. It's just that uh, um, reading and writing tend to be an easier way um, for kids to, to have in you know to, to get the input at the ages that we're talking about in terms of middle school and high school because it's slower you know I mean I can I can read it and I can reread it and I can reread it again if I need to mm-hmm. and when I'm writing I can look at it and I can make an adjustment and and that tends to be a lot easier the baby steps right maybe yeah. reading reading and writing are easier and then you could yeah. work up to, to speaking it because then if you could read it you're saying it out loud. Um, Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air with John. Yes, I, I think you're a wonderful person. I think you're doing the right thing. But I, I tell you what, you liberals in lacrosse, you think you can change people's minds to do whatever you want them to do. But, of course, people are individuals and they have their own free thought. Now, you and your liberal lacrosse city council and county government are liberal as far as they go. And believe me. You got a reckoning coming in 1920, 2022. So did and you, I, Eric, did you have a question for John or about yeah, teaching? Well, do, you, do you think people are perfectible? Are what? Uh, do, you think, do you think students and people are perfectible in the common world? They're, just because their ideology doesn't match with theirs, are they perfectible? Are they going to be absolute perfect people in the, according to their point of view? Is that what's going to happen to them? Because you want them to be that way, or are they individuals have their own thoughts and their own bad or good? Okay, you- well, thanks, thanks, Eric. Um, I don't think uh, anybody pretends that anyone's perfectible. Perfectible. Yeah, I think we all try to improve ourselves. And as a teacher, um, I talk a lot about where the students begin and where they're going to end, and try to get them across that bridge. So I don't know if that's what the caller was was referring to nope i just want this is why i said i'm going to introduce you to eric yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. that's why i'd love to have some folks call in um all right so 
we we haven't talked about this yet. Well, we we kind of stemming from the conversation we were just having about uh, school threats and and how, you know why the, those are happening and, and maybe it's a little bit of a mental issue, but in terms of getting into the schools themselves with teachers and students and and talking about just mental health and stress. Uh, I know a couple of friends that have walked out of teaching this year, like mid-year, just see you later, which seems uh, a little crazy to me because it's got to be really bad because I feel like as a teacher, you bond with the students every year, Uh whatever student, whatever class you have, there's a, there's a kinship Uh there, right? Like you start, you, and you probably have favorites and least favorites, obviously. (laughs) Um, But you know, like you're like, wow, I really like this class because of this. There's every, I'm sure every class is individualistic and, and unique in some way. Uh, that makes you love this semester, so to speak. But I've had teachers say they're done. They're not teaching. They're working somewhere else. Um, why Why is that happening, do you think? Do you, I mean, yeah. multiple reasons, but what do you think? You know, it's the stress is, is you know, the, the stress on the system and then by extension the stress on all the participants in that system, whether it's the adults or the children or the families, um, what the public sees is really the tip of the iceberg, you know, because because teachers tend to be a little bit stoic, tend to be a little bit like, oh, I'm just going to make the best of the situation, um, and so then that kind of masks uh, some of the don't deeper, use mask, yeah, don't right, say right, that, no. that uh, sort of disguises some of the uh, the deeper implications of what's going on, and so it's it's hard. It's I mean. At the end of last year, I think we all thought that was the worst possible year we could ever imagine. This year's worse. Well, is it? did you imagine that it was the worst possible year because most of the year the kids were at home and you were learning how to teach remotely? Or, yeah. Um, and therefore, was... you didn't have you, the parents. It was probably worse for the parents because the kids were at home, right. right? Maybe you didn't have to deal with the kids as much. But I don't know. Yeah, well, because it, but in the end... You know, when I walk into that classroom, and, and I think I can say I'm speaking on behalf of, of most educators here. When I walk into that classroom, my expectation is that the lesson's going to be a success, that the kids are going to walk out um, having learned more, having learned a little bit, having engaged in something that was valuable and so forth. And last year, that was really hard to come by. And so because of the environment, because we're, we're doing it virtually, um, because of the the limits of trying to do a virtual school, um, but why is it worse well, this year then? Why do you because think? because this year, so so we're dealing with the 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 consequences, the ramifications okay. of last year being so bad. That's one thing, right? So so it's not all about content, right? It's not how many Spanish words can I get these kids to learn. It's not that. But that being said. Um, we're a solid semester behind Mm -hmm. and it's not, and we're a semester behind and we're going more slowly. So we're not in fact catching up and I I could try to go faster, but all that means is I'm going to lose more kids, lose them like in their learning. Um, and so, because the, even though that we're back in the buildings, we're still dealing with the fallout of this. We have, you know, parents that don't know what to do with their kid. Uh, we have kids that have kind of forgotten how to behave. Um, we have all the social media types of things that you and I were talking about earlier. Um, 
it's just it's just a, a, a tea kettle. And it's just well, waiting to boil over. Well, you're not even pointing to yourself. You have teachers that are, if you're trying to yeah. teach a, a year and a half's worth of work or well, a year and a, you know, a semester, yeah, they half just year, can't. Right? They just can't. Well, then you go home after you're done with the day, you go home and try to, you know, create a lesson it's plan or whatever. New. Yeah. Or try to be creative, right? Yep. Like, like I got to change it up a little bit. And I also like want to yep. ca- want to catch up or, or be creative in a different way because, yep. because. And then it's all the things that like we were talking about a little bit on break, you know, you see these viral videos of of whatever incident that happens, right? And it's it's usually something. It's an air an airplane where some person won't wear a mask, or I don't know what the thing would be in a, in a restaurant and so forth. Those things are happening in schools too. It's just not being put out on the internet. Um, and so we're having those same types of of frustrations. And so it's really really challenging as an adult to just go. Yep, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep caring. I'm going to go back tomorrow and knowingly go right back into the situation that's that's not not real good. So you've been doing this 26 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids have always acted out. Yeah. But you're saying this year? It's, it's not just degrees worse. It's orders of magnitude worse. Okay. And we, is, is, it's hard to pinpoint exactly why. I would say maybe well, it doesn't seem like it yes, is it's hard to pinpoint the causes. Yeah. You know, part of it is, is that we're always trying to do the right thing. You know, so you try to not, for example, just discipline a kid for acting out when you suspect that, you know, there's some underlying issue, right? So if some kid comes into my class and tells me to F off, you know, 30 seconds in a class or whatever, that probably has little to do with me. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you also can't not, well, right. you, you can't There's ignore him trap. because then, then every day you're going to get an well, F off greeting from somebody. Yeah. Well, yeah, ironically, probably not. No. The, that's the conventional wisdom. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just that, that, that has to be addressed. Yeah. And so that's just one little, you know, microscopic example. Um, and so, you have a whole pile of kids. All the kids are doing the best they can, I, I would hope. But you have a whole pile of kids that are struggling but still succeeding. You have a whole pile of kids who are, like, it's not even that much of a struggle. Their world is kind of normal right now, mm-hmm. and off they go. And you have a bunch of kids who are struggling and not succeeding. And so then we don't have a great solution without, you know, that doesn't make, make things worse. And so, what do you do? You know, what do you do with those kids? And do we need to put them on the couch and like analyze that? That's what, I, well, like, when I talk about that, ah, it's got to be, there's some mental health to that, but I don't know what that means really. Yeah. Like, yeah. we always talk about, ah, oh, there's a mental health issue. We've had kids participate in, in city government, school government, right? School yeah. board meetings, multiple school board meetings have started off with kids doing public comments about, hey, there's a mental health crisis yeah. in the schools. And it, yeah. to them, I think it feels like it's being ignored. I would say probably in, in the background, uh, administration, school leaders are working on it. It's just like, yeah. but working on what? I don't think uh, anyone has, anyone in the general public doesn't really understand or have answers for that. Where mental health professionals probably can start to figure out what's going well, on. And, and there's also, I mean, you know, you talk to people that are in healthcare, and there is a, a scarcity of providers. And, you know, I, I'm not an expert on 
why aren't people going more people going into becoming a doctor or a nurse practitioner or a counselor or a psychiatrist or a physician's assistant? I, I don't know. That, that's not at all my field. Um, but the fact is, is it's hard, getting harder and harder to find a provider. And so, so that certainly is playing into it. Well, it is your field. Is it's getting harder to find teachers? Oh, correct, correct. <laughs> right. my field, right. I just don't know why people aren't going right. into right. But both those of those cares. professions seem correct. to be at a loss. So yeah, well, they're not going into teaching because of all these things we've been talking about. Yeah, why they're not going into healthcare? I, I don't know. Right? That's because we have potential teachers out there listening to this show, thinking like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to change majors now." It's your fault, really. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> well, and you also have this issue of, um, you know, we have a lot of kids that are kind of a square peg. And we're trying to force them into a round hole. Mm-hmm. And we used to have more options for those kids, but those options tend to be really expensive. And when we talk about dollars per student, and this is the way the legislature talks about it, um, really in our country, but not other countries, um, it becomes a very much of a numbers game that options are taken off the board when they cannot be afforded. And they don't look at it from the opposite end and say, what programming do you need to you know, successfully educate and move towards adulthood the children that you have? Then that's how much money you're going to get. That's not the way they do it. What they say is, you should be able to do it for this many dollars per student, and that's what you get. And so it becomes this real, well, we've talked about it. It's the underfunding of the schools Mm -hmm. um, for the past 20 or 30 years in this state, um, longer in other states. Yeah. And so then those those needs go unmet, and then it shouldn't surprise us that as 25-year-olds, those former, you know, square pegs in round holes as 14-year-olds are really struggling. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's it really just it, the the idea that, and I'll just I rant about this every once in a while. The idea that we just seven hundred sixty eight billion to the military, right? Uh, but passed easily for one year, all just next year seven hundred. We talk about the two point two trillion dollars over a decade that we can't pass a social infrastructure bill, which would help directly people in society. Um, right. But we we basically add twenty five billion to the military budget. Uh, most of Congress, I would say, well over ninety percent of Congress signs off on it, and there mm-hmm. we go. We don't even—it's not even a discussion. We didn't even argue about it. Like, why? Why wouldn't we have every talk show in the nation talking about? Wow, we just wrote a, a trillion dollars to the military next year, but it's not a conversation where we could use a lot of that money to, uh, you know, probably invest in the kids that are going to be yes. running the country in ten years, you know, or you know, twenty, twenty, ten, twenty years from now. All right, John Havlicek, Lacrosse Education Association president. We're going to wrap up when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple minutes left here. Anyone wants to text in, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. John Havlicek in here in studio with me. It'll be f- probably easier to drive home now. I think the snow's down. Maybe the roads will be a little bit more clear. Um, I wanted to say this for the end because it's not the funnest thing to talk about, but masks in school. We're talking about delivering masks to homes now. and No, COVID tests to homes. COVID tests. We've never talked about giving the, the – and then we never talk about giving masks out to the healthcare workers. And some businesses, you know, have masks. Even when you go into a business, mm-hmm. have masks for you. 
um, the the virus. I don't know how much how, how much are you paying attention to the Omicron virus, and do you wear a better mask now, or do you think hey, or, or do you hear that you need maybe a better mask because you're in a room with a, lot of a bunch of mouth breathers all day, yeah. right? Like, and you're and you're all talking is what yeah. I'm. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, to start the school year, actually, I, you know, um, I don't want to plug any particular company, but it was 3M. Uh, you could get an N95 mask. And they were about a dollar a piece. Mm-hmm. So I bought a couple boxes of them, and I, and I took them to school. Yeah. And um, and I just told the kids, like, I can't give you a new mask every day at a dollar a piece, right? Yeah. Um, but they are a durable mask. You should be able to wear it for a while. Um, also, the school bought uh, you know, maybe a 1,000 cloth masks that are the double layer. Yeah. That should be sufficient. Um, so no, those for you or for anyone? No, no, those are for the kids. Okay, I mean the staff all could get one if they wanted one, but no, those were for yeah. the kids. Um, I personally bought a bunch of Don Quixote masks and gave them out to my Spanish five kids last year. Yeah. Um, so we do things like that to try to make sure the kids have access to a mask. Uh, but in the end, they're kids, you know, so they take it home, they forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, it's not going to do any good to ber- to berate the kid about leaving their mask at home because the fact is is I they gotta have another one right now anyway. Yeah. Um, so we should put all the lockers outside and then they <laughs> can put the mask in their locker yeah. when they leave. There was talk of collecting and laundering and it's just it's a logistical nightmare. Yeah. Um, and yet this is you know, it's it's I it says something about our society that the first thing we do is, oh, we can solve that problem in the schools. Yeah. Oh, let's just have the schools solve this societal yeah. issue, right? So if kids aren't masking, sometimes it's because the parents are telling them, yeah, it's a waste of time and it's dumb. Yeah. Well, the whole idea that we haven't just, like, the, the, the federal government should just be dropping off masks at the front door of schools every yeah. day. And now the masks should maybe be better, I, th- I, th- I think. I'm not sure if yeah. Omicron is, is, need, is, if a better mask is needed, but I, I just feel like it's, it might be more contagious. Yeah, so. well, the, the whole, like, the N95 things, those are, are solid, but it's not like we're the only ones, right? Um, I don't want to, again, call anybody out, um, but my girlfriend works in a, in a different industry and one that you would expect them to have masks. And yeah. you would absolutely go, there's no way they don't have masks. Uh, and I, I gave her a box because yeah. they were not being given uh, appropriate masks. Yeah, just as we talk about, eh, the federal government's going to give out tests to everybody. Well, it's been two years. Maybe we should have figured that out. We also maybe should have, be, be, have been figured out the mask situation yeah. uh, as well. But I guess it's a fight. It's not uh, rocket science. Um, all right. That's going to do it, John. I, I really appreciate you coming in here, uh, battling the, yeah. the, the roads a little bit to get down here. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I, I feel bad that we don't seem to get a lot of callers. Well, that's I'm Eric. On, so then I, <laughs> well, I know. So I think maybe I, I, I should, it's, I'm not saying enough shocking things. No, I think. I've got uh, to come up with something shocking so that more well, people call in for Well, you, you were pretty good, I think. And I've, I've, I kind of angled the show to have this more so <laughs> okay. than callers. I mean, they're. Okay. If you say some really shocking things, people will call. But yeah, also, wanna... people are white knuckle driving home right now, <laughs> so like to talk on the phone and to call in might be a little bit difficult. But I don't want to be the reason you don't win a <laughs> national broadcasting. Yeah, right, or what, right, I don't know what those are. The right. Tonys, I don't know. The, the award. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the library about possibly a conversation about banning books, which is uh, something that we didn't even get into banning books. That was that was on my list of things. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even get Our to school it. consolidation was at the the bottom of the list as. There's a conversation within the Holman School Board about banning books. Anyway, it's something we'll talk about tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening.